Don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Park. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms. Psalm 122, beginning at verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord, for thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Again, verses 1 through 9, all of Psalm 122. And then looking briefly in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 12. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the sea shore. Verses 1 through 12, Hebrews chapter 11. Father, we thank you once again for your wonderful, your powerful and blessed word. Thank you for how the daily as we open your word, you speak words of wisdom, guidance and grace. Words that equip us to be better equipped warriors on the battlefields of life. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege, the blessed honor we have being able to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel. And thank you for your hand of grace upon that blessed and precious nation. Flood that nation with your grace, mercy and peace. Send forth labors into the nation that will proclaim you the gospel. And Lord, more and more, help us to be wise enough to pray daily for Israel 
and all its concerns. We thank you and praise you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's, he's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we join the psalmist who said, It is good to give thanks to you and to sing praises to your name. We lift high your name today. Father, we exalt you. We take the spotlight off of ourselves, Father, and we put it on you where, where it deserves to be. You deserve all the honor and the glory and the praise. We lift high your precious name today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 And let me just mention once again to our listeners, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Any and all the resources that we share about, often the prayer resources, the discipleship resources and tools, we're glad to share them. Please be mindful that our goal is that you'll take them and use them for you and your family in your personal family discipleship, but also that you'll take them and forward them or make hard copies of them to share with family, friends, Persons that you know, persons that maybe you don't know, but you have the chance to interact with. There are also evangelism and discipleship tools, amongst other things. But one of our goals is to be co-workers in the vineyard as we carry the gospel to the world. So please do email us to get some of those to use for you and your family and to use as resources to do the work of evangelism and discipleship as well. We hope that you'll do just that. Before we introduce our special guest today, I want to take a moment to mention a, an important prayer tool that I'd like to encourage you to, uh, to use. It's, it's not something we produce by any means, but it's a great tool. It's called Praying in Victory, and it's uh, a prayer book that has a number of biblically-based prayers that deal with these different issues, praying for government, praying for family, praying for nations, uh, praying for pastors. But specifically, it has one prayer in particular for praying for the nation of Israel. And, you know, it's wise and fruitful for us to pray biblically for the nation of Israel. We're going to take a moment to pray that prayer even now. Father, we lift up the nation of Israel and the people of Israel. Father, you are the God of Israel, and they are your people. You named them, though they did not know you. Lord, cleanse them from their iniquities and pardon all of their sins. Save them with an everlasting salvation. Raise them up in righteousness and direct all their ways. Father, more and more redeem Israel out of all their troubles be a shelter for your people and the strength of the children of Israel. Let health and healing to them, bring health and healing to them into their land, revealing to them your abundance of peace and truth. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. More and more, let Israel be to you a name of praise and an honor before all the nations of the earth, proclaiming all the good you do for them and causing fear and trembling among the nations. Because of all the goodness and prosperity, you provide for it. Restore everything that has been removed from them more and more. Send them grain and new wine and oil to satisfy them. Make their enemies to be at peace with them, and no longer let them be a reproach among the nations. Seek out your sheep and deliver them from the peoples and countries where they were scattered, and bring them to their own land. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I pray for the peace of Israel. May they prosper that love you. Lord, cause their enemies to cease from the land. Make them and the places all around Jerusalem a blessing. And cause showers of blessings to come down in their season. Let your people dwell safely in their land, delivered from trouble from all the kingdoms of the earth. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, we are grateful to have once again with us Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the founder and CEO of the a ministry entitled Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. 
Uh, Pastor Washington, how are you today? Good, Pastor Joseph. Great to be with you today, sir. Uh, good to have you back with us. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's always an honor to have you to come on and share about the work that you do. And as we begin, I'm going to ask if you'll further introduce yourself and then we want to dive right into you sharing about the mission and the why behind why there's a need for a ministry like yours. Yes, sir. And again, thank you again for the opportunity. I, I am the uh, founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. I'm also a pastor. I've been uh, pastoring uh, for the last almost 20 years. Uh, the, the name of our congregation is the Congregation of Zion in California, though I relocated to North Carolina. I still serve as the bishop, and we are about to open the sister congregation here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Uh, and so that uh, the Israel ministry is something uh, that God began to place on my heart years ago, uh, but the, there was a turning point in 2012. My first trip to Israel was in, during Hanukkah, December 2012, and short version of that, and I wrote about it in my book called Zionism in the Black Church, and those who wanted it can get that as well. It's, it's out on different platforms, but I, just is the best way I can explain it, God just placed on my heart to do this work to strengthen the alliance between Israel and Africa, which is a prophetic thing, which I'm sure as we're praying together today, we'll touch on some more, and then also the, the, uh, the synergy and the alliance in the United States when it came to the Black and the Jewish community. Uh, we know that the fight against anti-Semitism, hatred of Israel, hatred of God's people, uh, is multi-pronged. And that type of hatred is the oldest type of ethnic hatred, if you will, that starts with Pharaoh. Of course, Pharaoh decides that there are too many Hebrews. Right? He decides that he's going to deal with them harshly, the Word of God says, make them slaves. And then in the even begins to chill, kill their children. The Word of God explains how he, he, he raises up. It was such a hatred for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we see that that hatred has not gone away. In every generation, our Jewish brothers and sisters say there'd be those who've risen up against us, but the Holy One, blessed be He, He has sustained us. And so I have, and the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel was, again, something God placed on my heart, is uh, what, we'll, what we often say is a geopolitical application to what is a spiritual principle in the scriptures, just as you read Psalm 122, David said, we will pray. He said, I will seek her good. I will actively participate in the good of building up Jerusalem, of praying for and seeking her welfare. Hmm. Well, uh, Pastor Washington, as we begin, um, you know, there, there might be persons that are listening who are thinking to themselves, well, that's all fine and good, but I don't see how Israel has anything to do with me way over here in another part of the world. And I hear about them in the news, but I don't really see the big deal. I want to ask you if you'll pray for believers to really have ears to hear with their, their hearts and their minds what God wants to say about them in view of the fact that at minimal, we all can pray for Israel and we certainly need to be, but believers need to grow in the understanding of why that's important. And there's much more that we can and often are called to do as well. So would you pray for listeners to have ears to hear all that the Holy Spirit would say to them through the broadcast today? Absolutely. Father, I bless your name, and I thank you again for this day that you have made. You said that we can rejoice and be glad in it. <clears throat> and we thank you for the truths that are found in your Word. We thank you that Paul told Timothy that the Word is quick and it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow. We thank you that it speaks to our hearts. 
speaks to our minds, God. And in your word, there are clear instructions that we as believers are to not just pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We are to seek its good. We are to understand that you have told Abraham that y'all bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. And then through you, Abraham, the nations of the earth will be blessed. Jesus, we thank you that that ultimate blessing is you as our Messiah, our Savior, and our soon coming King. And we thank you that you have not changed your mind concerning Jerusalem. You have not changed your mind concerning Israel, even as Paul said in your word in Romans 11, has God cast away Israel? God forbid, he said. We thank you for it, God, that we continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters. And we thank you that it is in the word that David reveals, he says in Psalm 122, that there is a blessing on those. You said that they may prosper that love thee. Thank you, God, that you cause our souls and our lives to prosper in obedience to your word, which is to pray for your firstborn. God, and thank you finally that Isaiah said that all the nations of the earth will flow to Israel. You said from all over the world, it will come to Zion, God, and hear your word proclaimed. Thank you for your prophetic word. Thank you for your messianic revelation, God. And thank you that you called your people, those who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, to be those first who cry out to you on behalf, on your behalf, God, that Israel will continue to be strengthened, God, and you continue to deliver. And we give you thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Pastor Washington. Now, Pastor Washington, I want to ask if you'll uh, address this, and actually I'll start to say it, but we're coming up on a break, so we'll really have to address it more so on the other side. But Israel geographically is such a small nation in uh, another part of the world, yet it's in the news absolutely every day, and it seems in so many big, big ways. If someone was to ask you, why is it in the news so much? Uh, And again, we'll talk about it on the other side, but... For such a small nation, it seemed to have such a big impact. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our guest is Pastor Dumasani Washington, the founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. We'll be right back.
Peterson, is he worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the founder and CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And so, um, Pastor Washington, what I was saying earlier, just before the break, of course, Israel, for such a small country geographically, seems to make such a big impact in so many different ways on the world, so much so that it's in the news absolutely every day. Would you share your thoughts on why that's true? Uh, Yes, Pastor Joseph, it's interesting that the reality of Israel being always on on talking points and and news and and for different reasons, everything from technology to obviously uh, it is a very uh, uh, volatile part of the world. Uh, You're talking about the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, there in that region, uh, Iran, which is attempting to build nuclear, nuclear weapons and is the number one state sponsor of terrorism. So its, it's, it's main focus is Israel, all these things, right? There, it's, uh, it's constantly there. The size of New Jersey, a, a nation of about 9 million people. Why is it? Well, it's amazing because scripturally, we recognize that Jerusalem is the center of the universe. God said, I have chosen it for my dwelling place, right? So mm-hmm. not that we're saying that, God said that, right? He said, I've chosen the city of Jerusalem, which is why it has so many different names, right? The holy city, the city of the great king, the great holy mountain, all of those things are served, and Mount Zion, Zion is synonymous with Jerusalem. So we have to understand first and foremost that if God chose that place for his, the very center of the universe, well, then all roads lead there, right? There would be a great deal of activity that happens there. 
So a lot of wars have happened there. Jerusalem means city of peace, but it has been the, the city more than any other city that has been destroyed and rebuilt more than any other in the history of the world. Why? Well, in large part, because of Israel's enemies, right? The record of God is very clear about that as well. Psalm 83, God, don't keep silent because my enemies are surrounding me. They've stormed the Confederacy. They have all joined league together to come against your precious ones. And what they ultimately want to do, Psalm 83 reveals to us, is that they want to destroy you. So recognize that the warfare that is around Israel, the scriptures revealed is because it is a hatred for God. As we all tell people, that doesn't mean that Israel is God. That means that Israel God's chosen in the earth, right? He would recognize that the enemy is still, still, uh, his, his focus is to destroy the nation, hoping that if he can wipe out the name of Israel, then somehow he can wipe out the name of God. That's been his uh, attempt uh, for the entire time of Israel's history. So those are some of the reasons why. And then lastly, as you said, I mean, you're talking about it's called the second Silicon Valley. I'm from California where the Silicon Valley made its name there in the South Bay region. But you're talking about this tiny nation that has more startups per capita than any nation in the world. It continues to uh, create amazing technology and science and medicine and, and you name it. So this is another sign of God's hand on that nation that the Israeli people continue to impact the world in an amazingly positive way, as we say, punching way above its weight for it to be so small. Mm. And, of course, you said a lot in just a few moments there. but uh, just And, of course, it's so helpful for us to understand that whether we fully understand this or not, everything is spiritual, absolutely everything. And, of course, the fact is Satan is against God's people. He's against those. And, of course, our wonderful and our blessed Messiah came uh, through the nation of Israel, and we always be just eternally grateful to the Lord for that gift as well. Also, but what would be some things that are specifically on your heart today, as the um, as the CEO of the ministry, the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel? What would be some important truths and issues that you're addressing and seeking to speak to as a ministry, doing what you do? Well, again, Pastor Joseph, I appreciate uh, the opportunity even to speak to it. I just want to say, and I mentioned this in my book, Against Zionism and the Black Church, they recognize that the body of Christ is not black or white, right? John said he saw a na- number, na- no man could number, but nation, tribe, kindred, and tongue. So why is our focus here? Is that the simple answer to that is that it is a mandate. This is something that God has given us. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do to strengthen this, uh, both in Israel, Africa, and then the Black and Jewish Alliance. Part of that is because it's found in the Scripture. There are scriptural, the, the prophets speak multiple times to the relationship between Israel and Africa. Uh, we see it in Psalm 68, verse 31, when it says that princes shall come out of Egypt and Ethiopia shall stretch her hands to God. Why is the psalmist saying that? Why is he naming the region of Africa? And why does it happen multiple times. It happens in Isaiah 11. It happens in Zephaniah chapter 3. Even in Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian Jew is actually leaving Jerusalem. And on his way out, the, the, we know the apostle Philip uh, uh, connects with him and uh, baptizes him as he receives Jesus. Why are all these underscoring? It talks about uh, what we often say in our organization, that there's a prophetic call on Africa to usher the nations to Zion, right? It's not a lording over any of those types of things. It's not a, a God, there's no respect of persons. There are roles that we play, like Paul said, that every every member of the body is jointly fit together and has a specific role that they play. And this is something that is a call 
on Africa. We even understand that the Queen of Sheba in 1 Kings chapter 10 comes from that region, comes from the African region, bringing gifts and bringing tributes, and she declares God's love for Israel while she meets with Solomon in Jerusalem, the ultimate geopolitical application to that spiritual ascent to Zion. So this is part of why we do what we do, that, that we try to do that, what we call the application of that. And, and lastly, we have a, a, a specific um, uh, um, initiative that I would like for everyone as we are praying to be praying with us. We've, we've launched what's called the Peace Initiative, which stands for Plan for Education, Advocacy, and Community Engagement. And we are actively recruiting a pilot of 20 Black American and African men and women here in the United States of America. And they will go through a 16-module study course talking about some of the very things we're discussing now, as well as the United Nations and these other things surrounding Israel. They will travel to South Africa and Zimbabwe in December, uh, continuing with this Israel-Africa journey. And they'll also then travel to Israel, the Holy Land, in uh, June of 2023. And again, there's all kinds of details. They can go on our website to get those details, ibsi-now.org ibsi-now.org to get more information. And so I'm asking that there, as we're praying together, we're praying for this initiative. We believe God places on our hearts to raise up what we call IPSI ambassadors <clears throat> to do this very thing, Pastor Joseph, to be guardians of that relationship, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and to also facilitate that strong alliance, recognizing that we are called to, as the song says, we're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. And, you know, it's it's powerful to stop and think about what you just mentioned about this, just the, some of the unique biblical relationships as well as prophetic relationships that Israel and the continent of Africa have had. I, You know, I think of this specifically, of course, obviously uh, Joseph goes to Israel as a slave and God raises him up to be the prime minister of uh, of Egypt. And then we see how that, you know, it was a place of, it ended up being a place of refuge for the basically the the roots of the nation of Israel to go because of a famine. And then we see how that even Jesus as a baby, his parents take him back to Egypt once again for as a place of refuge. And, you know, it's just powerful just to see the unique relationship that is clearly pointed out in a number of places between Israel and the nation of Africa, as you pointed out. So what what would be some ways you'd ask listeners to pray specifically for Israel as a nation today? What would be things to be really interceding about? Well, I would say first and foremost, based again on Psalm 122, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We know that Psalm, that beautiful Psalm actually starts with the, with the declaration of praise. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Right? And so I would uh, encourage everyone, according to the word of God, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Now, may they prosper that lovely as it said as well. Israel is surrounded by enemies. Uh, we know that the Word of God also says, well, the he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps, right? So we recognize that this is something that God has uh, charged even. He, he takes care of himself, but he still tells us, as he said in Isaiah 62, to be watchmen on the wall, to give him neither rest day or night until he makes Jerusalem the praise in the earth. So I would ask for those who are listening, particularly for pastors, leaders, parents, that we continue to make that a, a staple in our prayer that as we are praying for all the things that we're praying for, including the persecuted church all over the world, right? how believers are being persecuted like never before. It's amazing that in that region, Christians are free and actually growing in number in the Jewish state. 
of Israel. So we're praying for its safety. We're praying for its protection. We're praying for God's continual surrounding. Pray God's blessings on it. And again, just God throws it in for good measure. He says, I'll bless you if you bless Israel in your prayer. So I'd ask that. And there, again, lastly, particularly where that's concerned, uh, we have a global terrorist threat, ladies and gentlemen, and, and leading that global terrorist threat is the nation of Iran. It's another thing that connects Israel and Africa because Iran is spending a lot of money raising up terror cells in Africa. Africa last spring became uh, the global eye of terrorism. There's, there's so much activity that's happening there. So we're praying God's safety and protection against Israel's enemies and also in the region that as there is peace, when well, we know that ultimate peace will come when Jesus comes, but he still causes us to be peacemakers. Amen. So we want to be praying for God's sovereign hand continue to protect and strengthen Israel and then the region so that there are so many that are suffering in that region, be it Africa and other parts of the Middle East, that they would be strengthened. Uh, even as the Word of God is continuing to move so strong throughout there, throughout Africa, it's happening. It's just an amazing thing. So we're asking people to be praying, first of all, for Israel's welfare and its protection, even as God has instructed us to do in His Word. Mm. And, and of course, also, too, uh, along with that, something that I think is such a wise thing on the part of Christian parents is for parents to make it a priority uh, to, to teach their children some of the same truths that you're teaching about what Scripture says about the importance of us supporting Israel, and to teach their children how to pray for Israel, too, then any words of encouragement you want to share along that line? Well, it's amazing, uh, Pastor Joseph. I'm, I'm working on an article that will be released later on this week that's actually entitled, Why School Choice Will Help Save the U.S.-Israel Relationship. Without getting into all of the details, we're talking about particularly for parents, parents, whether your children are in public school, whether they're in a private school, whether you are homeschooling them. Homeschooling has exploded over these last couple of years, especially since the pandemic, which began in 2020. I would encourage the parents to both, in the Word of God, parents, um, show them, go to the Word of God and show them God's heart for Israel. Show them Genesis 12 and 1. One through three, how God called Abraham and promised to bless those who bless him. Take them to Psalm 122 and tell them about praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Take them to Psalm 147 and says that uh, uh, the Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem. And we'll continue on in a moment. All right. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington, the CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. We'll be right back.
Mandisa with God Speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Dumasani Washington. He's the CEO of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And uh, Pastor Washington, as we begin this segment, if persons are wanting to get in touch with you or learn more about the work of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, how could they do that? Uh, the best way, Pastor Joseph, is to go to our website, ibsi-now.org. ibsi-now.org stands for Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, both the work that we're doing and especially our peace initiative for those that are listening that have uh, uh, Black Americans and Africans who are living in the states, 18 and up, that's you or you have a pastor or leader, you want to recommend people to become Ipsy ambassadors, you would just go to that website, ibsi-now.org, and you'll see the information on there, a little video that gives you an overview and how they can apply for it as well. We are already interviewing those. There's only a 20, uh, 20 slots that are open. We're already beginning the interview, so we have a few that are still open. So if you are open and you, you would like to do that, you feel God tugging at your heart, please go ahead and make haste. Go ahead and go to that website and, and get in contact with us so we can hear from you. All right. And uh, would would you do this at the begin, near the beginning of this uh, segment as well? Specifically, Pastor Washington, pray for the church to grow in the understanding of the need for us to make praying and interceding for Israel a priority for the church as a whole and for Christian parents with their children in particular as well. Absolutely. And as I do that, parents, we were addressing you and saying by going to the scriptures. And one of the things I'll say to the parents and to the pastors, particularly the leaders, one of the ways we understand the scriptural truth is because of Israel's enemy. We understand our prayer for Israel. As part of that prayer for Israel, it has to do with the number. The Word of God says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. He talked to through the prophet Isaiah speaking to Israel. We apply it to ourselves as well as being washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's one of the many promises that God made uh, to Israel in, in terms of its protection and then in joining us to do it. So, Father, we do bless uh, your name, and we pray uh, for us as leaders, particularly as church leaders, whether we're pastors or other church leaders and lay leaders and, and as parents, as we are responsible for our children, for our grandchildren, particularly in a time in which truth is being assaulted, the church is being attacked, the Word of God is being attacked. You said that the righteous will stand firm. You said that we'll be like trees planted by the rivers of water that bring forth our fruit and seeds and our leaf won't wither and whatever we do will prosper, God. So we are trusting and believing you that in your Word, that though the enemy is riling up and, and he's uh, trying to buffet you did say in your word that you lift a standard against him. You did promise in your word that no weapon, again, formed against your people will prosper. So I pray that you continue to touch the hearts of your leaders. God, that as our hearts are open to your word, so much that you say about Israel, both in the Old and the New Testament, God, and we recognize that this is our, our call. We thank you for it. And in Jesus, we thank you that you emphasize the importance of Jerusalem, you then would go to the temple and you would preach and you would declare, even when you declared that there would be a destruction, there'd be a desolation in your word in Matthew, you said that when you returned, there would be a cry out, Baruch Abba, Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, that your feet will alight at Mount of Olives, God, and we'll see you again. Thank you that you've blessed your land, God, and you've called us to be a blessing. You've called us to bless Israel. 
And God caused us to recognize and to see that in your word and to share that with those for whom we are responsible in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, Pastor Washington, uh, Israel is either, well, well, at present they have a new president, and whatever is on your heart to share, would you share with our listeners about that? Because a lot has happened in a short period of time. What would you like to share with our listeners about? And please tell them how to well, pray about that as well. Absolutely, uh, Pastor Joseph. So it's a, it's a, um, unlike here in the states, we have a an election process. Uh, Israel has a uh, has a parliamentary process, like many other nations. And so you, you don't, and Israel vote for just a president or a prime minister. You vote for a party, and so the party makes a coalition, and that's how they govern. That's how they rule in their democratic process. Well. Those of you may know, over the last several years, there have been multiple elections because the alliance, the the uh, the actual coalition government, would at some point dissolve. Right? They, they have to be made of a lot of other different smaller parties, and at some point, someone may get disgruntled. They want want to leave, and so it's been a very very difficult time where Israel is concerned. Over these past several years, they've had five elections in the past, I believe, two years, and mm-hmm. so that will happen again. I believe we're coming up to this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last uh, government was the, the prime minister was Natalie Bennett, and he was part of a coalition that has since dissolved. Um, and so now they are preparing for elections again. The current prime minister is Yair Lapid, uh, and so he will serve, I believe, until the fall later on sometime in November, and they will have elections again. So what we can just be doing again, all under that umbrella of Psalm 122, we are praying for the peace, peace in Jerusalem. We're praying for peace in terms of their affairs peace in terms of their safety, peace even in terms of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. There are those who rule over the Palestinian territories who want to see Israel destroyed, and they use the Palestinian people as props, unfortunately. They use them in this quest to destroy Israel. So the Palestinian people, there are many who are Christians. We're praying for them as well, for their peace as well. So I would say praying for that stability of that government and for peace there. Again, let me emphasize, I may hear some people say, well, Pastor Musani, Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and that's when peace will come. Yes, absolutely. But he still calls us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Isn't that amazing? He still calls us to be peacemakers and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So regarding the, the difficult political decision, I would ask that as people are hearing about that and reading about that and informing yourself, pray for God's peace, pray for God's direction, that as the people prepare to go to the polls again, that he would move by his sovereign hand and continue to strengthen the nation. Mm-hmm. Well, are, now would you say, uh, uh, Pastor Washington, are you aware, are there, are there a significant number of actual Christians in the government, in Parliament, in Israel, or do you have any knowledge of that? There, there are. So what you have in Israel, very much like the United States, is a very pluralistic society. Though it is a Jewish state, and its official religion, if you will, is Judaism, right? This, that's because really, it is a Jewish state. Mm-hmm. There is religious freedom there. So I shouldn't say official religion, because there are different religions that are there, but it's a Jewish state, both mm-hmm. ethnically and religiously. But there are Christians, there are Muslims, there are Jews, a difference. And so, yes, there are Jewish Israelis who are believers in their Messiah, Yeshua, right? And then there are also non-Jewish Christians that are there, Arab Christians, and there are <clears throat> African Christians that live there as well. It is a thriving Christian community. I can't remember how many of the thousands that it is. Again, if you consider it was a small nation, but it's a several thousand that are believers in Jesus. And that number, when I say it's growing, it's growing because there are Israeli Jews in particular who are sharing their faith in Jesus 
with others and everything. And so this is actually happening there. So the freedom that's there now, it's controversial that's there because it is, again, a Jewish state. And because there are many Israeli Jews who are, are because of their faith is Judaism. And we have to, this is more of a historical thing. Not only do many of them not believe, like you and I believe that Jesus is the Messiah, well, they have seen the persecution of those who call themselves Christians for some 2,000 years, ladies and gentlemen, this is something that that is that uh, we have to understand that when it comes to our Jewish brothers and sisters, m- m- some of the reason of that rejection of Jesus, if you will, has to do with what they have perceived as Christians, those who have killed them in the past, those who have done those types of things. So it's another reason why we pray, amen? We pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters. We pray for God's healing. We pray for God's moving. We pray for God's direction and protection. But yes, Pastor Joseph, there are Christians in the land, and that number of Christians is actually growing in those who have faith in Jesus. Mm, that's, that's good to know. Good to hear. Well, uh, Pastor Washington, our time has almost gone. In the last few moments, would you share with listeners, there may be listeners who are thinking to themselves, well, you know, as things are beginning to open back up that I'm considering, I'm prayerfully considering making a trip to Israel, uh, and or I'm wondering, and some may be thinking, what's what's the big deal? Why it's so important? Why do people want to go to Israel? How would you respond to that question? Absolutely. So any Christian who's listening to us right now knows the answer to that question. If they've, been, if they've gone to Israel, if you've gone, you know, it was about the Holy Land. It, it, again, it is the Scriptures come to life. Not that the Scriptures are not alive. The word God said is quick and powerful. But I'm saying in live and living color, when you go to the Sea of Galilee, when you go to the city of Jerusalem, when you're in the land of the prophets, when you're in the land of Jesus and the apostles and everything, you, it is it is an experience like no other. It is a pilgrimage, right? I, I encourage every believer, if you ever have the opportunity to go, and we see it's happening more and more over the years, people making pilgrimage to Israel from the United States and around the world. You will see other believers who've come from all over the world to visit the holy sites, to to even just take in what is the modern-day miracle of Israel. Why do we say miracle? Because never before in the history of mankind, ladies and gentlemen, has a tribe of people been scattered to the four corners of the earth for nearly 2,000 years, with the exception of a small remnant that remained then return to the land, speaking the same language that they spoke in the Bible, worshiping the same God. It's never happened before. God said he would do it. I will go to the corners of the earth, and I will return you to the land. You have to experience it for yourself when you go. Isn't that what it says? We've been quoting Psalm 122, right? But Mm -hmm. how did it start again? I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. David talked about his excitement in going into the temple. Now, the temple doesn't stand anymore, but Jerusalem still is the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. For you to go, ladies and gentlemen, your faith will be so strengthened when you see the land of the Bible in live, living color right in front of you. Amen. Amen. Share your website and contact information one more time, please. Yes, sir. IBSI-now.org. IBSI-now.org. That stands for the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And you can get all the information and follow us on social media. You can join our emailing list. All of those things are right there on our homepage uh, at the website. All right. All right. Thank you then. Okay. And as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to make that step to ask Him to come into your heart to become the Lord and Savior of your life.
and to give your life to him. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer for salvation right now with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live the rest of my life for you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we definitely would like to be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some resources and tools that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope to hear from you. Again, joseph at afr.net. Pastor Washington, thank you so much for being with us today. And once again, one more time, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about the ministry, tell them how they can do that. Thank you, Pastor Joseph. It is ibsi-now.org, ibsi-now.org, Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. All right. Thank you so much for being with us, Pastor Washington. We look forward to having you back, okay? Thank you, Pastor Joseph. Appreciate it, sir. All right. Please pray much for Pastor Dumasani Washington and the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel as they continue to do the great work and mission God has called them to do. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.